The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? It says you have to pay your vows to the Lord. What vow have you made to the Lord? What vow have you made to the Lord? Sometimes you made a vow that, God, if you give me a wife, if you give me a husband, we will save you all the days of our lives. But the moment you get that wife or that husband, you have forgotten your vow. You have forgotten your vow. Many of us here have made vows that we have forgotten. And remember, every vow you make is between you and God, not man. Well, it's good to see you all in church. Let's please be seated. Hallelujah. We thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for all he continues to do for us. And uh, it's just humbling to see what God is doing in the lives of his people. Uh, this, this morning's testimony always reminds me of uh, the beginning days when our sister started coming to church. And um, she used to come, and immediately after service, she'll run away quickly. And then one day I said to her, you need to look for a place in the church and serve. Because until you serve, you are not qualified for God to bless you. And since she committed to serving, she actually have to cancel. I think she used to work on Thursdays then. She has to cancel one her Thursday shift so she can come to church consistently on a Thursday and on a Sunday. And I can guarantee you that where she was before she started serving and where she is now cannot be comprehended. It's humbling to hear that their children now have their, their house of their own. Amen. That can only be the doing of the Lord. Amen. So if you have nowhere to serve in the house of the Lord, look for a place and serve. Look for a place and serve. Look for a place and want serve. Your serving in the house of God is your only guaranteed insurance. Amen? Amen. It's your only guaranteed what? Insurance. Is somebody here? Are you here? Please focus on what we are doing here. Amen? Amen. So look for a place and serve. That's the only time you have an insurance from God. I know in this church we have very big men and big women. When I say big men and big women, in other words, people who are bank managers, 
company owners, they are very big out there. But when we come to God's house, we humble ourselves and we serve. Amen. Amen. And if you ask everyone who is diligently serving faithfully in the house of God, they will tell you, God is lifting them up from one level of glory to another level of glory. So look for a place in the house and serve. Amen? Amen. When you come to church, that's not serving. You are being serviced. When you serve in the house of God, that is serving. Coming to church is not serving. You are not doing anyone a favor. You are doing yourself a favor. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And thank God for delivering her and many others from accidents. Amen. You will not see accident this year. Amen. You will not die this year. Amen. You will not mourn this year. Amen. There shall be no death in your family. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, are you ready for the word? Yes. Okay, turn with me please in your Bibles to the book of Psalm 116. Psalm 116, verse 12. Psalm 116, verse 12. I read. It says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing and concluding the message I started last week titled, Unveiling the Supernatural Benefits of Thanksgiving. Unveiling the Supernatural Benefits of Thanksgiving. And this is part two. Thanksgiving is required by God. Thanksgiving is required by God. Jesus cleansed ten lepers, only one came back to thank him. And he said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? So thanksgiving is demanded and required from us by God. Among other things, four reasons why we must give God thanks. Number one, because we owe God thanks. Number one, because we owe him thanks. Everything God does, does for you, you owe him thanksgiving. And last week I said, thanksgiving has to be done how? Promptly. If it's not done promptly, God does not accept it. Even as a human being, if I do something for you and you don't thank me, I won't do it for you again. That's a human being. How much more God? That's why I always say that ungrateful people shall never prosper. So if you want to prosper in the kingdom of God, you have to learn to be grateful. Number two reason why we have to give God thanks is because thanksgiving perfects everything. Thanksgiving perfects everything. The ten lepers that were cleansed, one came back, the ten were healed, the one who came back to thank God, to thank Jesus, 
Jesus, the Bible says that, and he was made whole. He was perfected. So thanksgiving perfects what is not perfect. So if there's something in your life that's not perfect and you want it to be perfected, you have to thank God before it will be perfected. Among other things, why do we give God thanks? Number three, thanksgiving preserves everything. Thanksgiving preserves everything. When you thank God for what you have, he will preserve what you don't have. That's why the Bible says that we give thanks how in everything, in everything, whether good, bad, or not so good, or not so bad, in everything, the Bible said, what? Give thanks. In everything. In everything. In the good, we give thanks. In the bad, we give thanks. In everything, we do what? We give God thanks. Number four, among other things, why do we give God thanks? We give thanks because thanksgiving multiplies everything. Thanksgiving multiplies everything. If you have something small and you want God to multiply it, the secret behind the multiplication is thanksgiving. You know the story, the young boy who had five loaves and two fishes, they wanted to feed 5,000. There was no bread. There was no fish. In John chapter 6, there was no fish. And they brought the little that was in the house. And Jesus, the Bible says, lifted it up towards heaven and gave God thanks. And guess what happened? The five loaves and the two fishes supernaturally multiplied and fed 5,000 people. It's not magic. There is a supernatural benefit behind thanksgiving. For those of you who say, I'm waiting for God to do it before I thank God, you'll be there forever. The secret behind this commission is thanksgiving. If among anything else, uh, I know one thing that I am not, when you come to the scale of preachers, I am not one of them. Where God has taken me to, uh, I'm not qualified to be in those places. Where God has taken this church, I I mean, it only took thanksgiving to take us that far. There's been times in the house, even in the house, I mean, there's maybe some food left and we want to share it. And not that there's no food, there is food, but sometimes you're feeling lazy to cook. And I just said, Father, thank you for multiplying this rice. By the time you divide it, it's more than enough. Supernatural, I'm telling you, multiplication. Multiplication. Every tithe and offering that comes into this church, we thank God for it. Even if it's one pound, we thank God. And then, it multiplies. And he's doing things that cannot be imagined. There is nothing in this church that the hand of man is behind. There's not everything we use in this church is world class. World class. The most expensive. 
we don't put pressure on anybody. We want to buy something today. We have to raise an offering. No, come on now. Because thanksgiving supernaturally multiplies everything. That's why we owe God thanks. So, So the Bible says in the book of Psalm 116 verse 12, it says, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? Do you understand that? What shall I render unto the Lord for how many of his benefits? How many of his benefits? Don't ever one day wake up and say, I don't see any benefit. Really? Do you even have an idea? The mystery behind sleeping and waking up? You thought it's your alarm clock that wakes you up to go to work? Go put that same alarm clock in the mushroom and put the volume very high and see if any dead person will rise up. Thanksgiving, we all got thanks. I remember a few years ago, I took one of my pastors to the U.S. for a conference. And what he keeps saying is, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? unto me. I said, this is somebody who understands gratitude and thanksgiving. Because by his own strength, he couldn't make it. He was walking on the streets of Chicago and said, what shall I render unto the Lord? I said, ah, you are getting it now. From where I come from, my background, and where how far God has taken me, it can only be God. Even the wife I am married to, it can only be God. People like that, like us, we don't get university (laughs) graduates to marry. I'm telling you. Someone who has gone to university, studied high medicine, pharmacist, very high in her whole career, managing 10 stores, uh, uh, over 10 stores and all that. 10 pharmacies, sorry. Come on. And I was a common counter assistant. Common. Common. I tell you, when she married me, if me myself, I'll not marry myself. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If I show you a picture of myself, <laughs> you have no idea. 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 I'm telling you. If you look at my picture then, I said, is this me? (laughs) So I owe God thanks. I owe God thanks. We owe God thanks. That's why the Bible says, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? All. All. Oh, not some, for all his benefits. I remember when I was going to get married, 
went to my father-in-law and mother-in-law's house and how they were all sitting there. I was the only foreigner there. I said, wow. I had nothing to my name. No university degree. This man and woman has taken all their children to the highest form of education. High achievers in the family. And they are giving their daughter to this guy who is a pastor who didn't even have 10 members then. And they believe that he will be able to take care of their daughter. Come on now. Come on now. What shall I render unto the Lord? For all his benefits towards me. Oh, no son. My house is peaceful. Peaceful. You never stand behind my door and you hear me and my wife argue. Peaceful. 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 I am not a perfect husband. I'm not a perfect father. There are pastors out there in all humility, I'm saying this to the glory of God, who are much more qualified and better. Big churches, better, have big money. They are divorcing. Are you following what I'm saying? So what shall we render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards us? Five things God expects us to render unto him for all his benefits towards us. Number one, Psalm 1, 1, 6 from verse 13 to 17. They are all there. It says, these are the things we render unto the Lord for all his benefits. Now, in verse 12 of Psalm 116, it says, what shall I render unto the Lord for how many of his benefits, for all his benefits towards me? And then verse 13 begins to list the things we have to render unto the Lord down. Number one, it says, I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. So the first thing you have to render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards you is you have to take up the cup of salvation. In other words, the least you can do is give your life to God. You have to be saved as a Christian. Born again, not born against. It says, I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. In other words, pray in the name of the Lord. God has to be your only source. You don't have two gods. You come to church a little, you double in demonic activities a little. No, God is your only God. Number two, it's in verse 14. It says, I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. So what shall I render unto the Lord? Number two, you pay your vows. You do what? You pay your vows. You see, many people make vows unto God and after God has done things for them, they forget their vows. Many people come to this country from wherever they are coming from. They pray and say, God, if you give me visa to come to the United Kingdom, 
Babylon, I will save you all the days of my life. And then he gives you the visa and you forget him. You made a vow and you forgot about the vow. Excuse my language, the Bible says it's only a fool that makes a vow and does not keep it. You were sick, you said, God, if you deliver me from this deathbed, I vow to save you all the days of my life. And you forgot him after he's healed you. You made a vow and said, God, if you promote me, I'll give you 100% of this promotion first salary. It goes to you. After the money comes, you forgot the vow. I remember I didn't have a job and I got a job to, to go and count cars. And I made a vow to God that the first salary that comes, I'll use it to pay somebody's fees. Guess what? When the money came, the money started giving me assignments. <laughs> He started giving me a mission. Go here, buy this. Buy. The moment the money touched my hand, when I was on my way to go and buy the things, the Holy Spirit gently reminded me, you made a vow that you're going to pay somebody's fees. And I quickly rushed and took that money, everything, gave it to her to pay her fees. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? It says you have to pay your vows to the Lord. What vow have you made to the Lord? What vow have you made to the Lord? Sometimes you made a vow that, God, if you give me a wife, if you give me a husband, we will save you all the days of our life. But the moment you get that wife or that husband, you have forgotten your vow. You have forgotten your vow. Many of us here have made vows that we have forgotten. And remember, every vow you make is between you and God, not man. It's between you and who? And God. Number three, verse 15, it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Oh, this is powerful. The third thing we render unto the Lord is the death of the saints. Do you know what that means? This simply means that God will stand at the gates of heaven and smile when we are coming in. It says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. That means in the kingdom of God, remember number one vow we, number one thing we render unto the Lord is take up what? The cup of salvation. So when you take up the cup of salvation, when the time comes and you transition from earth to heaven, there is no tear. There is no loss. There is no sadness. So God stands at the gate of heaven Preciously smiling, waiting for you and I. Yesterday, the body of Christ, one great evangelist transition from earth to heaven. Evangelist Ryan Bonke. And I saw people writing sad, sad. You don't understand how the kingdom of God is not sad. Is not lost. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. I prepared this message before he passed. I said, I was like, Lord, I don't understand the scripture. 
I was, I was, I was trying to understand this scripture. I only understood it yesterday. And this message has been prepared long ago. So I was, I look into different translations because I wanted to skip this one. <laughs> I wanted to skip this one because I know you don't like talking about death. So I said, what does it mean? Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. How can the death of his saints be precious? Because we are saved. Amen. That's what Paul said. For me to live is what? Is gain. To die is what? Yeah, it's Christ. To, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. So in this kingdom we don't die. We sleep. Nobody must come to my celebration of life crying. Amen? When the time come and I finally transition at 120 years old, and you come to the celebration of life, don't say, oh, Pastor, I wish you were here to make us laugh. I'll wake up from that coffin and ask you, why are you crying? It must be a time of celebration. A time of joy. As a matter of fact, they must put my messages where there is laughter. Make sure you cut, I'm writing my will now. Make sure you cut pieces of where there is laughter and just play it with songs throughout the service. It's a celebration of love. Life is a time of joy. It's not a time of crime because we don't die in the kingdom of God. Say a good amen. Amen. Verse 16 of Psalm 116, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards us? He said, oh Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your mate servant. You have loosed my bones. So number four thing we do is serve. Be a true servant. Faithful. Faithful. I don't understand Christians who are not faithful to God. Half and half. God doesn't like lukewarmness. He doesn't like lukewarmness. How many of you drink lukewarm tea? Even you, you don't like lukewarm tea. If it's lukewarm, you say, oh, what is this? God said, if you are lukewarm, I will spew you out. Be hot for God. Be hot for Jesus. You are not serving God for the benefit of anyone. It's to your own benefit. Why do I beg you to benefit from God? No. It's your own benefit. Serving in the house of the Lord is your own benefit. Amen? It's your own benefit. Not anybody's benefit. It's whose benefit? Yeah. So, number four thing we render unto the Lord for all his benefits is we truly serve. You are a true servant. You serve in the house of the Lord like no other. Number five is in verse 17. Psalm 116 verse 17. It says, I will offer to, the, to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. So the fifth thing we render unto the Lord for all his benefits is sacrifice of thanksgiving. Sacrifice of what? Thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving must be done at all times. 
Sometimes when you have to offer God a sacrifice, a sacrifice is something that must cost you. Amen? So sometimes thanksgiving in, in an environment sometimes is not suitable. When you are in pain sometimes. Remember, Paul said unto us, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Where was he writing that? In prison. In prison, he was asking us to thank God. How can somebody in prison be able to teach you and I to thank God? That is called sacrifice of thanksgiving. In an environment where people will laugh at you, you still thank God. In an environment where you have nothing, you say, Father, I thank you for what you have given me. That is offering God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, something that will cost you. Anything you give to God, that God, that doesn't cost you, God doesn't accept. David said, I'll give God nothing that costs me nothing. No wonder, in less than 40 years, he becomes the wealthiest in the entire globe. From a mere shepherd boy, caught the heart of God, understood thanksgiving, offered thanksgiving unto God as a sacrifice, and God said, this is somebody I can trust. God is about to change your level. In the coming years, your level will never remain the same. I say your level will never remain the same. If you understand the mystery behind thanksgiving, your life will be going from one level of glory to another level of glory. Thanksgiving is the key. You don't have a husband yet? Thank God for the husband that is coming. Amen. You don't have a wife yet? Thank God for the wife that is on the way. Amen. Learn to thank God in the midst of nothing. Amen. And God can trust you in the midst of something. Amen. Those who say, I'll wait, will wait forever. That's why in this commission, after every service, we kneel down and we thank God. Father, thank you for bringing the multitudes. Father, thank you for the testimonies. Listen, everything that happens in this commission is not the hand of man. It's the hand of God. It's the, the Bible says the voice of the Lord has commanded it and his hand has fulfilled it. It is his hand. Jesus said, everything that I do is the father that is doing it in me. I don't have power to, to summon you from your house this morning to come to this church. Do I? No. No. You are not here because of me. Even if I am not here, this church will still flourish. When God removed Nebuchadnezzar from the kingdom, and send him to the forest to learn the meaning of thanksgiving for seven years, God never replaced him with another king. The kingdom was still going on. Remember, he, he said, oh, I, look at what I have built. 
He was walking in the kingdom and said, look at what I've built. It is my hands that have built this. Remember that. And then the moment he said that, God said, ah, you, you need to go to the bush. The most powerful king then. He was the most powerful king and God took him to the forest to live with animals. His, his nails grew like eagle's claws. The Bible says the dew of heaven was, was pouring on him from sleeping in the palace to living in the forest for seven years to learn what it means to give God thanks. And the kingdom was still going on whilst he's not there. And when he came back to his senses, he said, ah, this is the doing of the Lord. There is no God like the God of Israel. For God indeed rules in the affairs of men. May he not get to that stage in your life. Learn to thank God. Learn to thank God. You see, so when I see people who are not thankful, who are not grateful, there's something that, it stirs something in me. There have been multitudes of people who have come to this church and God has done things for them and they forget and then they leave and they lose everything. Thanksgiving is, is a mystery in the kingdom. Many people have not caught it yet. If it comes to prayer, I'm not the most prayerful. The testimonies we record at the healing schools are very mind-blowing. I'm not the doer of them. God is the doer of it all. So even if I'm not here, this church will still flourish. You see the chair you are sitting on today? Somebody was sitting on it before and they became proud and arrogant like Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the one behind this church. Oh, I'm, the one, you know, I'm, the, I'm the chief of God. I'm the... Where are they now? In the bush, struggling. So, quickly, what are the supernatural benefits of Thanksgiving? Are you getting something out of this? What are the supernatural benefits of Thanksgiving? Number one, Thanksgiving gives us access into the presence of God. Number one, thanksgiving gives us access into the presence of God. Psalm 100 and verse 4. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. With what? Thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto God and bless his name. So thanksgiving gives us access into the presence of God. Can I say this? No matter how you think you are anointed, if you don't thank God, you will not have access into his presence. The password into the presence of God is thanksgiving. That's a password for you to be allowed. When you stand at the gate, they'll ask you, What's the password? Our children does this thing. Sometimes they will go and block someone and say, what's the password? 
And he's standing there. Mm, what's the password? Mm, what's the password? Mm, they say, please, please is the password. And then they'll let them go. In their case, please is the password. If you don't say please, I'll not let you pass. In the kingdom of God, if you don't learn how to say thanks, you do not have access into the presence of God. And for your information, people who are proud and arrogant don't say thanks. They think, uh, I'm the doer of this. Look at how beautiful I am. Look at how happy. Go to the mortuary. There are more beautiful people sleeping in the mortuary than you. Go and check. Go and check. Uh, why, 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 why? Uh, I'm so beautiful, yet I'm not married yet. Uh, because you are not thankful. <laughs> you are not thankful. You think it's your beauty. Yeah. It's your beauty that will give you access to that man's heart. No, you are there. The man sees another woman who is thankful. He says, ah, this is the one. If you say you don't, go and ask Vashti. Vashti was proud, mm. arrogant. Yeah. The king called for her and she said, mm, 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 mm. guess who the, the mantle fall upon? A slave girl. A slave girl. Who understood thanksgiving. She was thanking God every day. Father, thank you for even bringing me to this palace. Ah, where I'm coming from. Ah, where I am coming from. Ah, where I am coming from. Ah, you know where you are coming from. Just cast your eyes behind and look the family background you are coming from. Many of them are not where you are. You think you are where you are because of your degree, your education, your, your connection. No, it's because of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a password that gives us access into the presence of God. That's why we enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Gloominess and memory is not permitted in the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Without thanksgiving, write this down, no one can gain access into the presence of God. Without thanksgiving, no one. No matter how many years you have been born again, without thanksgiving, no one can gain access into the presence of God. That's why thanksgiving is vital. And everything you and I need is where in the presence of God. The Bible says that in his presence there is fullness of joy. And there are pleasures forevermore. Everything you'll ever need is in the presence. So if you don't have the password to access his presence, then that means you are at a loss. It's time to go back to thanksgiving. 
Mama Oyedepo, Mama Faith Oyedepo said, Bishop David Oyedepo's wife, she said, when the church was eight people, the man would be thanking God like there are a million people. Sometimes you say, ah, what is happening here? Only eight people came to church today. Only one new person came to church today. But this man is jumping like there are thousands. Today, look at what God is doing in that place. The largest single attendance of a church in the whole world. On a Sunday, minimum 400 people gather one Sunday to go to church. They don't count by, you know, there are some people who count by the number of people who have come from the church from the beginning till the church. Sometimes they'll tell you the church is uh, 45,000 people. And uh, when you go, there's only 100 people. <laughs> and so, no, we in this church, we don't count by the number of people that have come from the beginning. We count the number of people attending on a Sunday and then a weekday. Glory be to God. Learn to give thanks. You have been at the same spot for long because you haven't learned to give God thanks. Everything you see in this commission came through Thanksgiving. We have been pursued by TV stations to come on TV. Not because we are. And, and, and within a month, by the grace of God, our viewership has increased, jumped between Facebook and YouTube to 300,000 viewership in a month. Mm. Mm. 300,000. You think that just happens? No. That's the hand of God Amen. doing it. One day I was praying there very early in the morning around 5 a.m. And God said to me, from here, from this place, the entire world will be rich. I said, how? From this place? How is it going to happen? I never knew. On our YouTube and Facebook alone, in a month now, we are reaching over 300,000. Wait, very soon, we'll be reaching billions. Very soon we'll be reaching billions. How is that going to happen? Thanksgiving gives us the access. It's a password. Number two. Number two supernatural benefits of Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving supernaturally multiplies everything. Thanksgiving supernaturally multiplies how many things? Everything. John chapter 6 from verse 11 to 13. John chapter 6 from verse 11 to 13. It says, and Jesus, you know the story, the background of this story is, I mean, there are 5,000 people, men, excluding the women and the children that are hungry after Jesus has taught and he wants to feed them. And there was nothing. There was only two fish and five loaves in the house. And which a small boy had for his lunch. That means that little lunch couldn't have fed even that small boy. So Jesus said, okay, go and bring it. 
negotiate with the little boy to give us this, his lunch and let's use it to feed his 5,000. Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. If you are waiting to understand God before you move, you'll be there forever. That's why I've always said that understanding can wait. Obedience is now. Don't wait to understand God before you obey. Obey before you understand. Understanding can wait. Obedience is when? Now. So thanksgiving supernaturally multiplies everything. John chapter 6 from verse 11 to 13. The Bible says that, and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks. Look at that. He took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sat, set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they will. Good. Verse 12, and when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remain over and above unto them that had eaten. Look at that. Thanksgiving supernaturally multiplies everything. Amen. Everything. Amen. It is Thanksgiving that has multiplied this commission. And you wait and see what God is about to do in the coming months. As we catch this mystery and engage this mystery of Thanksgiving, we'll begin to see what we have never seen before. As a matter of fact, we are coming to, we are about to record testimonies that we have never heard before. Amen. Ears will tingle. Amen. When we hear the testimonies, we say, how did this come about? We say, because Thanksgiving is behind what we are doing. Thanksgiving multiplies everything. You don't have anything. You have just something small. Begin to thank God. You want promotion? You have been there for a long time? Begin to thank God. And for your information, everyone in this commission, wherever you are, you are set to be a sign and a wonder. I said you are set to be a sign and a wonder. There was a time I invited a pastor to come and preach in this church. And when he came, where he was working, a member of the church was here. And guess what? The member was his manager. He's a pastor who works there, but the member in the church is his manager. <laughs> Come on. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Where you are working, get ready. You are about to take over. Amen. Say amen like you believe it. I said, say amen like you believe it. You are about to take over. One of the days I took one of our children to school and she goes to breakfast club in the morning 
and that day usually I don't take her in. That day I just felt the urge to take her in by the spirit of, so I took her in and then I see her teacher in the hall playing the keyboard. And then I went to the teacher, I said, do you know that she can play the keyboard? The teacher said, really? He said, okay, come play something. So she played something. And then after school, the teacher started saying, I didn't know you could play keyboard. The young one, he said, I didn't know you could play the keyboard. And guess what? Next thing, she is playing for their Christmas play for the school. Never happened before. In the entire school. Never happened before. How did it happen? Thanksgiving supernaturally multiplies everything. And wherever you are, you'll be the head and not the tail. Our children are loved wherever they are. Whether in nursery or wherever they are. They are because there's a special grace upon them. That grace comes upon you from today. I said it comes upon you from today. In the name of Jesus. So look at what Jesus did. They had only five loaves. Two fishes to feed a whole 5,000 plus people. And Jesus lifted up the five loaves and two fishes and said, Father, I thank you. I'm sure some of his disciples were saying, Ah, Jesus, you have come out of your senses now. Jesus, add two and two together. Look at this man. Some people are very slim, but they have big tummy. They are slim, but they have a big appetite. Jesus, these five loaves could not feed this little boy. How can it feed the whole 5,000? If you are going to understand God before you move, you will be there forever. They say, ah, ah, Jesus, Jesus, let's be realistic. Jesus, we are living in the 21st century. Pastor, let's be realistic. Be realistic. You are not being realistic now. This is the UK. You are not being realistic, Pastor. This is a, be realistic. What, what are you talking about? How can you feed over 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes? But look at what Jesus did. The Bible says that, and when he lifted it up, when he had given thanks, guess what happens? Thanksgiving, write this down, breaks every limitation over what you have. Thanksgiving breaks limitations over everything you have. So when you give thanks over the little, the limitation is broken. I decree over your life today, you will not suffer limitations again. Let me hear living amen. Amen. Anything that has limited you up till now by the reason of the supernatural mystery behind thanksgiving, it is broken today. I said it is broken today. The Bible says when Jesus lifted it up, John 6, 11, and he had given thanks, he distributed the five loaves and the two fishes to his disciples. 
So guess where the loaves multiplied? In the hands of the disciples. In the hands of the disciples. In the hands of the congregation. Learn to obey the voice of your man of God. Learn to obey the voice of your prophet. When you are giving something to take it somewhere, don't begin to reason. Ah, how can this happen? Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go with what you have been given. Go with the message you have been given. Go with the prophetic declaration. Don't say, how is this going to happen? If you reason it, you'll be there forever. The Bible says that the disciples took it. They didn't doubt Jesus. They just believed in the vision. They didn't doubt what he was saying. If he said we are going to multiply, they were also saying the same thing. If he said we are going to increase, they were also saying the same thing. If he says we are going to say testimonies, they were also saying the same thing. They never doubted what he said. This word of God created the entire heaven and earth. There is power behind the word of God. It's the same word that was spoken in the beginning that is being spoken to you now. It's the same word. And the author of the word, his name is Jehovah. He is the all-sufficient God. He doesn't need you to multiply the loaves. Just believe. Just believe. Just believe. Just take him at his word. John 2, 5. Whatever he tells you to do, what do you do? You do it. They want wine. Jesus said, pour water. Do you know that the water that Jesus told them to draw and take to the governor of their wedding was not wine yet. It was still water. But as they were going, the water turned into wine. As they were going, when the governor tasted the water, he said, "Mm, what's this? This is the best wine. Who keeps the best wine till last? If you want to reason God, you will be limited for the rest of your life. Don't limit God. I've just heard from heaven that if you would genuinely engage these mysteries that I'm teaching you, you would change levels within twinkling of an eye. Some of you are about to take over that company. Some of you are about to get houses you did not build. Some some of you are about to get properties that are about to be wheeled into your name without anything of your input. But I love the disciples. They obeyed. They asked everyone to sit down. They were not mocking their master (laughs) in their heart. You know, sometimes there can be people in the church mocking what God is saying in the heart. Beware of mocking any prophetic instruction. You will go down. Beware. 
Don't mock what you don't understand. That's why I don't laugh at any pastor when we are watching something and they are doing something funny and we are about to laugh. I tell my wife, hey, please, let's turn off. Let's watch Animal Kingdom. Let's go and laugh at the animal because we don't understand what this person is. It doesn't make sense. Maybe it's God, maybe it's not God. Even when I know someone is a fake prophet, I will not open my mouth and tell you they are fake. Never. And call their name this. No, never. It's not my place. They were not mocking their Jesus in their heart. Jesus, Jesus. Guys, we know he's the son of God, but I think something, something has gone somewhere wrong. Does he have eyes? Can he see all the people? <laughs> Can he really see all the people? Many people sometimes don't understand how the kingdom of God operates. God says tithe and I'll open you the windows of heaven. He said, God, do you know how much I earn? Can you not see? I'm not breaking even. God, by the time the money comes, it's gone. Two days. I haven't paid my bill. I haven't paid my insurance, my fees, this, that, that. God, and you want me to tithe out of this? You'll be there forever. You want to reason God? God who made the heavens and earth? God used ravens to feed Elijah in the midst of famine? And you want to reason him? If God fed Elijah with raven, how can he not feed you? Jesus said in John chapter 6, he said, why are you anxious? Why are you worried about what to eat? What to wear? Where to sleep? He said, look at the birds of the air. They don't toil, they don't sow, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Do birds go about wondering who is going to be the next prime minister? Are birds concerned? Are birds concerned about Brexit or no Brexit? Are they concerned about who is the economic exchequer chancellor or whatever? (laughs) They are not concerned. But your heavenly father feeds them day and night. And God says, Jesus, if God feeds them, how much more you? Come on now. You and Beth, who is more important? Did God create Beth in his image? Who did God make in his image? You. So why would God let a bird live a better life than you? Very soon, you begin to see what God is going to be doing in this house. Never despise any prophetic instruction you hear here. When I saw our stats jump into three, I said, what? This is solution? This is solution? Over 300,000 people watching in a month said, no, this can only be God. And I keep declaring this over years. And it's happening now. Very soon, there will be billions. 
Very soon there will be 5 million on a Sunday attendance. You say, how is it going to happen? It's not by might, neither is it by power, but it is by the spirit of the living God. Because thanksgiving supernaturally multiplies everything. Everything! You are stuck because you are not giving thanks. Start giving God thanks! And you see everything around you change level. Look at verse 13 of John chapter 6. The Bible says that therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves. Do you see specific of the fragments of the five barley loaves which remain over and above? Oh, I love that. When you begin to thank God, you move from scarcity to over and above. Amen. To over and above. Amen. I've come to declare to someone you have entered into your season of over and above. Amen. I said it's your season of over and above. Your season of over and above. In the name of Jesus. You have suffered scarcity for too long. Be in the red for too long. Be in overdraft for too long. It's your season of over and above. 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 You can never outgive God. The boy gave five loaves and two fishes. And he got back a lifetime of supply. Mm. Who do you think those 12 baskets will go to? Jesus is a just Jesus. God is a just God. Definitely it will go back to the one who gave. You can never outgive God. The first covenant we had, I gave a sacrifice. Second covenant by that time, God multiplied us. I said, oh, this thing is working. Last, this year's covenant, I doubled what I gave the first covenant. And whoo, come October. Whoo. I said, what? Covenant was in August? August, September, October? Whoo. When I say whoo, it's over and above. I can't tell you what it is. I said, wow. I don't, I, don't, I don't tell you to do what I have not practiced. Under normal circumstances, the mandate God gave me for covenant is that everyone must bring a sacrificial covenant seed. But I haven't told anyone. Because I have to put it to practice for it to work for me before I can teach you. So, come Friday of covenant, God said to me specifically what to give. I said, mm. I was going to empty my whole account, everything, lifetime. I said, mm. So, come Sunday, Friday, I didn't do it. I have to be honest with you. Covenant Friday, I didn't do it. Come covenant Sunday, 
I was sitting there and the Lord said to me, today is your last day. <laughs> don't miss, don't miss this opportunity. I was, I was, I was, I was, that's the longest check I've ever written. I wrote the date first. I was waiting. I was waiting. I didn't tell my wife because this is Isaac. You don't tell your wife about Isaac's sacrifice. So I wrote the date. I was waiting. Wrote the date. Waiting. Wrote the date. Mm. Then she comes to do the offering. And then she starts quoting scriptures that the Lord said to me to do. I said, "Mm mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) I will obey you, Lord. I will obey you, Lord. But I didn't tell her. I'm telling you, that check, after I'd written it, I was still holding on to it. That day, I was hoping the ushers would not bring the offering basket. I said, God, you see, they didn't come, so I have the right to go and enjoy this Isaac. Then after, Pastor Tao comes, and guess what he's preaching on? The same scripture. I said, ah. I was shaking that day. I was shaking that day. So after I dropped it, I dropped everything. You want me to tell you a story? Now we go to go to restaurant. It's time to pay. My card declined. I said, the devil is a liar. <laughs> I was sweating. I was sweating. Hey, you have guessed there? You have guessed. Because we went with. I can't tell you who we went with now because we are like, I went and ah, what is happening? My internet is not working to check what's there in my account. I check, check, check. Oh, it's not working. So I go down. We are at Gatwick. I go down. I saw the lady I'm coming. And the lady followed me from. <laughs> she said, this is one of the black men who eats and they run. She followed me from there and whilst I was standing at the cash point withdrawing money, she was standing there. I felt very embarrassed. I said, God, I give you a covenant sacrifice on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Look how you want to disgrace me. But finally, I paid. Come October, And God said, it is just the beginning. Amen. Why? Because you can never outgive God. Amen. There is nothing you have, you give God through thanksgiving that is lost. Write that down. There is nothing you give to God through thanksgiving that is lost. Abraham took Isaac to go and give. He went with thanksgiving. And did he come back with Isaac or not? Hallelujah. Number three, thanksgiving perfects and makes all things well. Thanksgiving perfects and makes all things well. Luke chapter 17 from verse 12 to 19. The Bible says that then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And when they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. 
And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they didn't stand and say, but look, Jesus, the leprosy is still there. Once they obeyed the prophetic instruction, as they went, they were cleansed. You see, your breakthrough is in your obedience. Don't wait to see it. God, show me before. (laughs) Show me, show me, show me. As they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, the Bible said, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. The word glorified God there means thank God. With a loud voice. How do you do your thanksgiving? It has to be with a loud voice. Someone might not understand what God has done for you. That's their own cup of tea. When it's your thanksgiving time, do it with a loud voice. He said with a loud voice, he gave God thanks. He glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Now, the Bible doesn't just put words there for putting sake. He was a Samaritan there means he was a stranger. He was an unbeliever. He's not supposed to understand the mystery of thanksgiving. Sadly, sometimes the world understands thanksgiving more than the church. Verse 17. It says, so Jesus answered and said, were there not ten who were cleansed? But where are the nine? So that means most of the time when God does things for ten people, only one comes back to thank God. Is that not sad? Only one comes to thank God. Verse, verse 18. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well or whole. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving perfects and makes all things well. It's time to thank God for everything. Number four, the last one is Thanksgiving has the power to reverse everything that was dead. Thanksgiving has the power to reverse everything that was dead. John chapter 11, verse 41. The Bible says that then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his voice and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Now look, Jesus is at the tomb of Lazarus. Lazarus has been dead for four days. And Jesus didn't pray in tongues. Jesus did not do gymnastics. Jesus did not pray, oh, her father, the father of the universe, the stratosphere, atmosphere, <laughs> the real. No, no, no. He, he didn't do all of that. He didn't call, oh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, no, he didn't do He said, Father, I thank you. This person has been dead for four days. If there is any place to pray the most hardest prayer, this is a place. 
But look at what Jesus said. He said, Father, I thank you. I want to show you a, a mystery here. He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And look at verse 42. He says, and I knew that thou hearest me always. So that means every time your prayer accompanies thanksgiving, God hears you always. Always. If your prayer doesn't accompany thanksgiving, forget it. It's not heard. Thanksgiving has the power to reverse everything that was dead in your life. Finally, being thankful makes your thank full. Many people wait for everything to be okay before they thank God. But don't let that be your portion. Start thanking God now and everything will be okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you receive it today? Amen. Let's give God some praise. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.